with uh, Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. in it. Yeah, that's good. Wasn't they it? called him Cookie. Yeah. So um, tell me about being a cookie in the Navy. What was it like? It was good. I mean, there's there's a few people that are you know really liked or should be liked because if you don't like them, some things might not go your way. <laughs> and being a cook, you know. You didn't like somebody, you know, they could get hard eggs when they ask for over easy, or they could get burnt toast, or they, you know, it could go either way, too. They could have shrimp scampi or <laughs> something else. He's saying shrimp scampi because we just had ship, shrimp, shrimp scampi the other day. <laughs> I can't say that. Shrimp scampi. There you go. Yeah, thank you for that, by the way. That was really good. Uh, yeah, Duke cooked for us the other night, and it was really good. He is a good cook, so it's no wonder he was a cook in the Navy. Um, so did you learn to cook in the Navy, or did you cook before you went in? Oh, no. Being 17, you know, I just ran around. But when I got in the Navy, you know, the, but the reason I was a cook in the Navy was when I joined the Navy, you know, they offer you different things uh, for your ability and your skills and your level of knowledge of things. And so uh, I, I, had, I had different things in this group. I could have been.
Operation Frequent Wind, and it was in uh, April and May of 1975. Should have been called Operation Get the Heck Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anybody ever watches any of those Vietnam documentaries and right. they're showing the fall of Saigon and they're they're showing those like helo <clears throat> carriers out there and they're pushing those. $20 million helicopters off the side of the ship so right. they could put them on there. That's where I was at. Wow. So you were part of history. Yes, sir. So what are your fondest memories of being in the Navy? Well, the Navy, the Navy is a long line in my family. Uh, I had a grandfather that was in the Navy uh, during World War One, and he served on a ship. And uh, my dad was in the Navy during Korea, and he served in Yakuska, Japan. Really? Yes. Wow. And so when I had, they gave you three choices of where you could go when you got done with training. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was my first pick. I wanted to go to Yakuska, Japan. Just because he had, right? There. Yeah. Yeah, my dad was on a supply ship over there. And, uh, and when was he in? He was in from 50 to 52. So that was um, Korean War. Yes. Okay. They call it the Korean conflict. Conflict, yeah. It was a war. It was a war. Yes. Anytime you're... They're all wars. They're all wars, exactly. That's right. And I guess your grandfather was in during World War Two. No, he was in during World War One. World War One. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, he didn't do a whole lot. Uh, he was in during... He went into boot camp. Uh, it's, it's a quick story. Go ahead. He was in during World War One, but he never made it through basic. He 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 got he got kicked out. Oh, <laughs> he was he, he he was a mouthy old brood. He was and, a smart one, and, and he he didn't take no you what from anybody. Right. So he said, "I'm not having anybody tell me what to do." Oh, geez. And so he got. So I know where you get that from. <laughs> no. Speaking of not which, me, Ray. Speaking of which, let's get to your name. Duke, is that your given name? No, that's a, that, well, it should be because that's what I've been called all my life. I mean, my, my surname is Francis. My father's name was Francis. He was Francis Sr. and I'm Francis Jr. But the story is when I was a baby, an infant, I, uh, I was really sick and uh, I, I couldn't have any, all foods, didn't work for me. I couldn't keep any food down. I my my lung capacity is three fourths what it should be. Uh, I was undersized, and I was in the hospital, and they had IVs hooked up to me in my ankles and in my wrists, and they were taking care of me intravenously. They had me in a you know a ward for that. I guess the story is I coded five times, wow. and I I shouldn't be here, but my grandfather. The one that we just talked about, he was a big John Wayne fan, uh -huh. and he'd always come in and he'd say, God, he's fighting like the Duke, and so that that stuck, and so most of my life I've been called Duke, All right. and so basically I'm named after John Wayne, <laughs> and so I, I'm not just because of that, but I like John Wayne. John Wayne Don't we all? Yeah, classic. Yeah, we'll sit up and watch westerns That's right. every night. Well, sometimes you snooze off. Well, you know, I'm tired. <laughs> I've worked hard all day. <laughs> anyway, get off that subject. Uh, let me ask you one thing about Mike. I, I 
just couldn't get that sweet spot going. You know, sometimes you got to work it. And uh, I just couldn't get it. But I, I thought, okay, it'll, it'll pass. And I went to work and I turned on my computer and I just started to check my emails and I took my glasses off. And I was wiping one eye and I was looking at the computer and half the screen was gone. And I'm like, whoa. So I'm looking around trying it with the other eye and that eye was just like somebody had put a veil over it, like a white veil. 
besides humbling you, what did it do for you? Well, it really taught me that without sight, you have to use your other senses and you have to you have to learn where you're at and where things are. And but you know what? If you take your eyes completely out of it, your mind paints a picture in your mind, and it really, you know. Like I was going in the same kitchen for five days, and the first day it was hard. I couldn't figure out where things were at. Right. But she, the second time it was better. The third time, fourth time, and by the fifth time, it was it was much easier. But you do you do have to organize and know where everything's at and set set everything so you know where it's. At. Right, and then muscle memory kind of takes over That's from there. Right. Um, but if somebody moves something and it's oh, not in the right place, it, it would be very then you're screwed. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That that is the word I was thinking of. But I wasn't going to say it. That's all right. All right. You can say that. You okay. just can't say the other word. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the Van Epperin word. Yeah, I, I will. I'll, I'll keep my filter on a little. All right. There you go. All right. Well, let me see. Um, I've got a couple more questions for you, and I think we'll wrap things up after that. Um, you say you met some really good friends here. Um, this time has been different than the last times you've come, isn't it? Oh, yes. It's uh, because of COVID. Yes, it's uh, because of COVID. You know, uh, and for a while things were getting better, but now we got this Delta stuff coming out, and it's worse than the stuff was before. And it's summertime, and people want to get out, and they want to go do things, and they want to mingle, and they don't want them masks on. But anyway, so we have to have a COVID test, a, a positive, a negative COVID test before we come here. And they check, they swab us once a week to check if there's anything going on. And we wear masks any everywhere except for in our room and in the dining room while we eat. Right. And uh, but they have no outside recreation. Uh, we used to come here and you'd have horseback riding, bowling, fishing, uh, golf, golf, which I, I dearly love to do. I, and I learned that here. And uh, archery. Archery and swimming. And there's just a lot that they do with you. And we go to Target. We still go to Target once a week for our, our needs that we, we buy ourselves for our personal stuff. But... It is different. I mean, we're pretty much on lockdown, uh, and we get out once a week to go to Target unless our O&M instructors take us out for a walk or, or whatever. But it's different, but in another way, your stay isn't as long because you're more concentrated in doing your work. Because if you had activities, you'd be going somewhere once or twice a week, right. and that makes your stay longer. Stay longer. Right. So and, is it a fair trade-off, though? I, I never experienced it, so I wanted to. I, I think it's a fair trade-off because, you know, most of the, the first time I was here, I was here at least six weeks. And I know the second time it was close to that. And I'm pretty much wrapped up after three weeks. I, I'm taking another week just to just to finish and make sure I got what I, in my head, how to use the stuff properly that they have gave us to use. Right. Now, I've talked about this in, in past episodes. Um, all the tools they give you um, to make life easier. Um, what is the biggest tool they've given you that you rely on the most? Well, uh, my laptop, I use all the 
Yes, they, they, they call them prosthetics. Okay, yes, the prosthetics. But the prosthetics are just tools uh, that you use for, for helping yourself. But I'm going to tell you the biggest, most important thing that I'm getting here is an OrCam, which is a, uh, a thing that takes a picture when you're reading and it reads it back to you. But everything's been good, right? Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing for me has been the cell phone. Um, I knew how to use a phone before, but never like this. No, no, I mean, they got ways. Oh, yeah. And, and the reason they give you an iPhone instead of an Android is because the iPhone is more capable with all these apps. Right, yeah. I mean, there's so many things you can do with this phone. Yeah. It's, it it's unbelievable. Well, Duke, um, I appreciate you doing this for me. And, uh, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up. And, uh, again, folks, this is Ray Morales.